0: Hello, beloved friend. Welcome back to the Courage Within podcast with your host, Livier. This is season three, episode three, and we're talking about how to stay consistent today. I know for me, consistency has been the vein of my existence, and I have found some Hello, beloved friend. Welcome back to the Courage Within podcast with your host, Livier. This is season three, episode three, and we're talking about how to stay consistent today. I know for me, consistency has been the vein of my existence, and I have found some really practical, very tiny ways that are doable for myself that have helped and transformed the way that I live my life. And I hope that this podcast really gives you the stepping stone to creating the life that you want. And I know for me, creating the life I wanted had to do with me being able to overcome procrastination, overcome not following through with the things that I said that I was going to do, either in my physical well-being, in my spiritual health, in my mental health, or in the goals and the dreams that God had given me. So just so you know, I am an author. I have self-published two books. I've published a book called Through the Wilderness, which is my memoir, and that is on Amazon. And I've also self published. I've published a book called The Butterfly Key, a guide for teen girls. Some of the things that have been so helpful to me in staying consistent is becoming a little more graceful towards myself, more compassionate and less rigid, and harsh, and judgmental. Before, I was a perfectionist, so I always call myself a recovering perfectionist. If I tried to do something and I didn't do it, my self-talk would be so incredibly mean and toxic, and who wants to follow someone that talks to them like that? I wouldn't talk like that to my friends, so I don't understand why I did that to myself. I began changing the way that I talk to myself in the tiny little things. Say I booked a gym class and I woke up and I didn't make it. Before I would have been like, oh, you always do this. That's why you don't sign up for things because you never follow through. Well. That kind of talk is really self-deprecating, and it really doesn't encourage or inspire you to have the best relationship with you. So I decided, okay, LeVier, I'm not going to talk to myself like that anymore, either in my mind or verbally. I, When I had my children, I had, I have two daughters, and when I had them, I vowed to myself that I was never going to speak ill about my body or about myself in front of them. And And I thought, okay, well, if I have made that promise, then how come I don't make that promise to my own self in my head because that's where it all starts right so if I have the thought then I don't follow the thought If I have a really judgmental, mean, critical thought, I say, "Mm -mm, no, that's not from the Lord. This is what we're going to be thinking now. So I started changing the inner monologue of my mind and giving myself more grace when I failed to do something. And that in in a weird, crazy way ended up being the saving grace of how I started to show up a little bit more because I stopped talking to myself so harshly. I then started to be able to come to the table and say, okay, if I booked a gym class, I'm going to go. And I would say to myself, even if you go for five minutes, even if you only stay there for two minutes, that still counts. Having grace to myself and changing the inner monologue, but also knowing that I didn't have to go all in or all out. When I was a perfectionist, I was stuck in this interim of, I have to go all in or I have to be all out. There was never a plumb line. And I was like, Jesus, please help me to be different with this because it seems like I'm never going to be enough in any area of my life or I'm never going to try anything because I'm all or nothing. So I started praying that God would help me to have a plumb line of himself. And I said, okay, God, if I want to get better with my mental health, I want to be able to journal. So I started implementing the habit of journaling. And that morphed itself into doing my blog. And I said, okay, if I want to do the blog, that means that I have to be committed and consistent. And those were things that I was not very good at. I was not good at follow through. I was not good at finishing what I started. But I said to myself, if you are starting a blog and you're starting to write, Why don't we just start with something small? So my other tip for you is to start small. Don't start with this huge lofty goal. Like if you've never journaled before and you want to pick up journaling and you say to yourself, you have to write a novel each night. You're not going to write the novel. You're not going to, you're not going to take the time to do that because it's going to be daunting. And here's one of my favorite thoughts or one of my favorite things to say to myself is, Libier, the thought has been more overwhelming than the action. Just take action. The ruminating thoughts in our mind take so much space. So say I had to um, do my taxes. In my mind, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like all the things that I have to go and get together and blah, blah, blah. All of that thinking about doing is taking up so much space. If I just sat down and took the time to just do my taxes, it would take less time than I have been thinking about it. So think about that in your own life. Where are you thinking too much and not taking enough action? Another thing that really helped me to follow through and be consistent in my life is to know that some is better than nothing. I know we already talked about that a little bit, but I want to delve deeper into that with anything in life, like my skincare, my, you know, reading at night. um, If I read one word, (laughs) out of the book. To me, I read a book, okay, for that night. It sets you up for this thing of like, okay, even if I can't commit 10 pages of reading or 30 minutes of reading, if I read one sentence, that is better than nothing at all. And you're going to be propelled to doing it more and more when it doesn't become such a drag, you know? I feel like we grow up We lose sight of the childlike wonder of life and we stop playing, we stop romanticizing things, we stop being in awe of anything. And I'd like to invite you to think about where in your life, where in your life could you use a little more childlike wonder and romanticization, romanticization, I don't know how to say that word without, is that even a word? Let's call it romanticizing your life. Where are you being so harsh on yourself that you're not even enjoying being an adult? Remember when we were kids and we were like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to be an adult, have my own car, have my own house. We're there. We're there. I hope that you know that you are, even even in whatever season you are in, you are enough. Your stuff is enough. You are beloved. And from that abundance, you can create a life that is worth living to you. And I believe that when we come to a place where we ask God to help us in our self-control, in our consistency, we're going to see such good things in our life because we're going to stop being a procrastinator. We're going to stop being reactive to life. We're going to start being more proactive and finding room to enjoy the life that we have been given. I believe that follow through has to do with knowing why you're doing it. If I, if I have a really ugly reason of why I want to do something, then I'm not going to be propelled to do it maybe for a day or two. But before, for example, in my workout routines, before they were to punish myself for not looking a certain way or not being a certain size, I was so harsh and so critical and so judgmental against my own self that I didn't know how to be graceful toward myself. I didn't know how to be have compassion. And when I began gaining weight and 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 feeling sort of out of control of my physical well being, I started asking God to help me not only to see myself the way that He sees me so that I could be more compassionate towards myself. So I was like this is not the way that God thinks of me. He doesn't say horrible things to me like, oh my gosh, you've, you know, you've gained 20 pounds. You are not worthy of love and connection. That's not what the Bible says. That's not what God says about me. God says he loves me and he will never leave me no matter what, whether I lose or gain 20 pounds. That is, that is not a contingent upon my lovability. So I started to ask God to reveal to me, where do I have toxic patterns that I need to be changed with you and help me to find a why that translates into my soul to actually do the work, to actually do the little things like go on a walk, eat more vegetables and protein and good whole foods that are going to nourish my body. I had to ask myself, what is my relationship with food? Am I eating food that loves me back or am I eating food that doesn't love me back? I had to really do a deep dive into the why of why I wanted to do any of the things that I wanted to do to better my life because being thin and being skinny was not a motivator to me that was strong enough to propel me to do the things that I wanted to do, like keep up with my workouts and keep up with eating most of the time, good and healthy food that would nourish my body, um, to drink the water, to read my Bible, to, to journal, like all of these little habits that I knew were going to transform the way that I thought about myself, transform the way that I felt about myself. I wanted to do them, but it was all out of a weird why. So I had to sit down and actually write down I actually took a journal and wrote down, why is it important for me to become healthy? Why is it important besides looking a certain way? Something, a why, a true why that has nothing to do with my physical appearance. And that has transformed the game for me. That has been the most transforming thing I have ever done for myself. And it literally took about 20 minutes to do. It took 20 minutes for me to say, Why is this important to you? And now I see myself getting up and going on a walk, wanting to get up and go to the gym, maybe imperfectly, right? Sorry, I feel like I kind of went on a tangent, but I think it's important because this is a part of our health, right? And a lot of us want to be consistent in our workout routines. We want to be consistent in being diligent about finishing projects and and doing You know, And when we book that gym class, we want to know that we're going to keep that commitment to ourselves. Well, I don't think that you do that unless you start building tiny little gains with yourself. If you start small and you say, Hey, I'm going to go on a 30 minute walk every day, instead of jumping from nothing to, I'm going to do a marathon, uh, run a marathon. And that is a lot of pressure on yourself. So think about why you are wanting to do the things that you want to do and possibly sit down and journal what it is that is important to you. Like, why do you want to finish that project? Why do you want to be consistent? Why do you want to be consistent in your ministry, in your business, in your family life? If you're a stay-at-home mom, why is it important to you to be in that role? And why is it important? And then after that, you're going to give yourself evidence that you can trust yourself. That is the most important part about being consistent is that it is creating a little, you you know, those little chains that they do those little chain thingies, you know, and you kind of take them off to like count the days that are uh, an event is coming up. Like I think of that little link. I think of it the opposite way, like instead of taking them away, I feel like every time you set a goal or you set a resolution to go to work out, to go to write the book that you want to write, to sit down and and, and do the plan for your business that maybe you're thinking about doing, to sit down and and figure out, you know, how you're going to make that project at work, um, all of the things that we kind of put off when you say yes to even five minutes of production, you do a little link. It links up to your confidence within yourself and your trust within yourself. I know for me, I had zero confidence in myself and I had zero trust in myself. So I had to take it really slow and I had to be grace-filled and I had to be understanding of why that was important for me to do when I was writing my books, I knew that the book wasn't done yet. And it wasn't really, you know, my book isn't my job. My main job is being on TV and doing the blog and doing YouTube. So I know writing the book was kind of taking away from me being a mom, me being a wife, being, you know, b- from my business and actually working on my business. But I knew that it was important to me. I knew that it was important for me to write. So I asked God to help me to create and f- a very important why in my brain of why I was going to write that book. Imperfectly, in a week, I was going to set out the time to do the book. And it was a non-negotiable. It was, Libier, you're going to sit down from 8 to 8.30 and you're going to write. And that was it. It was little tiny gains every single day. every, And not perfectly. It was imperfect, but it got done because I made the time. People always say, oh, I don't have the time to blah, blah, blah. You don't have the time because you don't make the time. We have to make margin for ourselves and we have to make the time if it's important to us. I believe that You are here on planet earth for a purpose. And if God is calling you to do something and you're wondering, how come I can't be consistent? How come I can't follow through? I bet you anything, it also has to do with spiritual warfare. The enemy doesn't want you to finish what God has called you to do. So you are going to be bombarded by distractions, distractions with doubt, distraction with fear, distraction with other things that look a little more shiny or more fun at the moment. But let me tell you something. God, God, his Holy Spirit is going to enable you to do the thing that you never thought possible because God's strength is perfected in our weakness. So even though we are imperfect and we are not perfectly walking out the call that God has given to us. He is going to help you when you partner with him. He's going to give you the capacity. He's going to give you the wisdom. He's going to give you the insight. He's going to give you the the, the zest for what you're wanting to do. And it's going to overpower the feelings of doubt, the feelings of fear and the feelings of who am I to do this project? No one is anyone. I'm no one, no, none of us. None of us are important enough for any of the stuff that God calls us to do, but God calls us to do it so that He will be glorified, not our, not our own selves. So I pray that you ask God to help you see the project that you're wanting to do in a way that gets you excited to do it, even when you're being when you're being bombarded by distraction or fear or doubt. Press forward and say yes. If God has called you, he's going to equip you and he is going to help you finish it out because his power is more powerful than our doubt or our fear. Let's read out of Jeremiah 29, 11, shall we? It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me, and you will pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. God's mighty power is with you, not only for right now, but for your future. He has plans for your welfare, and he... Don't worry about whether it's enough or you're enough. Christ is enough for the project, and that is all you need. I hope that this podcast has helped you and that you've gained some insight. If this podcast has helped you, please send it to a friend. That would be so helpful for us to get this podcast out to many people, hopefully to encourage and inspire them to live a life worth living. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I will catch you next week. God willing. Adios.